0: And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Charisse. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of... Of her son in the sketch. Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well sadly this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Sharice was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. and order more merch so she can, you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm gonna do is, I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times. But what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Cherise merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month, and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far... I've performed in over 200 shows nonstop, but I can't let this situation slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent and I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single BoochCast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the BoochCast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world.
1: On looking cold, but darkness finds a way. GET A HELL
0: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast,
2: he is the
0: AEW. Oh no, 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 no!
2: No, no, no! He said, he said it was. He just said the word "fake" on my TV.
0: What? I didn't say the word "fake," Mister Bucci. <laughs> I'm
2: throwing What the? fuck? I'm throwing tangs. The fuck are you talking about? Matt Jackson just got offended at the word. fake. Fake just said that he didn't like people to call the wrestling business fake. Then don't do fake shit, motherfucker.
0: That that is a valid point. That is a valid point. You know, it's- I'm I'm having heart palpitations. Yes, if if the elite weren't the ones that made the business look so fake, I would actually applaud Matt Jackson for doing that. Yes, I would too, but I can't. I can't either. And now that Gator got that out of his system, I'm now going to still give him his proper intro because God only knows when he'll ever be back here to actually do a fucking recap. So I want to give him his proper intro. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, here on the Boochcast, we have the AEW correspondent, the one, the only, Gator
1: Ricky Ross.
2: No clap, no clap, no clap, no clap, so we're not no clapping? clap needed right now. We don't clap no more or? No, we still clap, but we don't need it right now because I'm about to throw things and the, the clap is, is startling my, my manubla oblongata. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm startled and I'm already frustrated. Okay, well, obviously. This entire, show, this entire show sucked penis.
0: Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, obviously he's referring to that AW All Access show, which we're not going to talk about because neither one of us yeah, is going to watch that wait.
2: Waste your fucking time. Exactly. And, unless you want to just follow Adam Cole, because that will make you cry. I think I'm not even gonna like try to be manly and say, Oh, I said no. I've I've seen people in the business go through what he was going through. That shit's sad. Yes.
0: And obviously we'll talk more about uh, Adam Cole in a moment, but of course here we are with uh aw Dynamite. This took place uh at the Day fetz Arena, I think that's how it's pronounced, in St. Louis. And of course we kick things off with our first official match of the evening we've got matt hardy with all ego ethan page played by julian versus jungle boy jack perry god no 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 you know i hate that i, I know i'm just calling him by his christian name <laughs> did we ever explain why i hate that you say it every single time i call
2: him by his christian name we know oh because it's not, you don't say played. Uh, I work the gimmick of Ethan Page. I'm an egotistical prick. Oh, side note, AEW Access, MJF still does his gimmick. He's the only one that stays in fucking character the entire time. It's great.
0: That's MJF. He will never break. He oh. will
2: never break. I watched him on Impractical Jokers. The motherfucker still didn't break. Oh, my God. He was a genius.
0: It's like Here's the thing, though. He talks like a normal person, but still finds a way to stay in character, and I know people that do that. Like, they will yeah. answer your questions. Me. They'll give you good answers, but they don't break character when they do it. Me? Yes that too
2: uh but anyway no no but i've done that you've seen me do it i i've seen you do it i've seen you do it don't like i don't i don't like to spoil the magic for the children yes i know <laughs> we don't want to ruin it for the children <laughs> now children. anyway this match i was excited because i heard jungle boy's music and you know i love that shit oh, 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 oh. jungle life this father of the venus something on i'm tired and boy i love that shit Yes. I don't know why I love that shit, but I love that shit. I don't understand it, but it actually, it gets people excited. It does. They wave their hands. It's perfect. I do it every time I hear him come on. I wave my hands in the chair. My grandmother looks at me like I'm retarded. Anyway, this match was not terrible. It was, a. it got Jungle Boy over. I mean, Matt Hardy did his thing. Of course, the legend um got jungle boy kind of over the thing is is i did not realize that jungle boy was as beefed up as he was he's got some size to him now a little bit
0: yeah i think there was a moment where he took some time off from tv i think he got buffed up and it was hard to tell because every time he came out to the ring he was wearing jackets and long sleeves and shit you rarely saw him shirtless
2: yeah, he's bulked up a little bit. He looks good. He does. Kid looks good. Um, it wasn't anything special, but it did what it needed to do. Yes. And then there was a moment with Hook and Ethan Page. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> but he did hurt the bug-eyed uh stokely hathaway who i love so fucking much side note i have had conversations with stokely as a person and met stokely as a person that motherfucker is a genius manager oh this is a side I, note.
0: oh i've learned that just from his time in ring of honor when he used to manage moose and
2: yes your god um, yes
0: and i've known that in nxt when he was a manager there as well whether it was diamond mine or into before they were into like he legitimately is a great manager he, and now he's here with the firm and he does fantastic. I mean, this guy is literally... He does,
2: he does fantastic. The only thing that would be better is if they got rid of Ethan Page, but I can't t- put a hit out on a motherfucker. I'm not in the mob. The
0: problem is um, <laughs> Tony Khan, he's the type of person where he very seldom releases people. In fact, in the entire history of AEW, like usually he just lets contracts expire and then they leave. He's only released two people. One by force and one by request. And yes. by force was Jimmy Havoc. And by request was William
2: Regal. Did he technically release Punk?
0: Punk is still under contract. And he's either okay. going to get a buyout or he's going to come back. Some say he's coming back. Some say he's not coming by back.
2: The way, fuck AEW All Access for completely glossing over that whole situation and allowing the boys to say, and I quote, it's a black eye on our career. And we don't like to talk about it.
0: Well, of course they don't like to talk about it, because they don't Ooh, want to incriminate because in themselves. Because the fucking
2: wrong, but anyway.
0: Yeah, they don't want to incriminate themselves. Fuck. You hurt a dog, dicks. And then try to say that the other person hurt the dog, and I was just moving it out of the way. Fucking liar. Now, in this match, I will say that I enjoyed this match immensely. And I think it's one of the best matches that Jungle Boy has had thus far. And it's definitely also one of the best matches Matt Hardy has had in AEW. Hands down.
2: I'll agree with that. And
0: here's what I loved about it. Everything in this match was believable. Every dive, every high spot, every counter.
2: Everything made sense.
0: Everything made sense, everything. Like Jungle Boy wrestled the way he's supposed to and that's why I'm glad Matt Hardy is the one Hardy that's still here. Because with Matt, you're gonna get a great match like that. Jeff couldn't get a great match like that if you gave him all the money in the world. Okay, Matt can give you a great (laughs) match because Matt actually knows how to work.
2: You're, You're such a dick and I love it.
0: Correct me when I'm wrong.
2: You're not wrong.
0: Stop me when I lie. You have not lied. Exactly. So, this was a solid match from top to bottom. Even the interference, even the sending of Hook, that still was right.
2: We're gonna say that every time now?
0: Um, maybe. I haven't decided yet. Um, I- I'm just trying it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, I won't do it again. But point is, this was a well done match. I enjoyed every second of it. And now we're gonna get to this, because this was my favorite moment here. The promo. Um, basically, MJF, a again and here's what i loved about this promo was we already know when mjf gets on the mic we're getting gold every time
2: uh yes
0: <laughs> this is a guy who bats a thousand on the mic fact
2: yes <laughs>
0: but mjf did something in this promo that he had never done in his whole career he verbally provoked someone to the point where he got them to dig down deep and fire up yes but it was ricky stars and Jungle. And-
2: boy did jungle boy fired up
0: yes you know
2: yes my child this is another
0: one of those things where like jungle boy you know his mic skills have always been his weakest point he's had good lines here and there he's had some zingers but as far as like emotion he never conveyed it he always spoke monotone. Uh, he did
2: what he needed to do here yes he did it
0: this was literally like like we said with ricky starks the week before he fired up like we were saying you know you're talking all monotone he's boring we're like fire up show me something and then a week later he fucking fired up on mjf like
2: mjf has the ability to make people fire up
0: and he does it because he's not afraid to cross any lines and he digs at you to the point where if you don't respond you're a pussy like he backs you into a corner to where you don't have a choice but to fire up
2: can we throw out a a shout out to a wrestling legend that mjf threw a shout out to sure what's up corny (laughs) Let me throw a shout out to corny you didn't hear what he called the people that jungle boy used to be associated with
0: all right marco stunted growth
2: and dino douche dino douche
0: oh my god i forgot oh that was great and that was beautiful he said like you know what is being a good guy gotten you i respected you jungle boy we could have been friends we could have been a team i thought you and i were gonna go to war forever he put jungle boy over while still digging at him jungle boy responds gets in his face he's angry fires up then of course mjf shut him down that's what he does the
2: part about his girlfriend was great
0: (laughs) yeah well he also said about you know it took you four years to finally learn how to talk and and that's when mjf came back with the zingers and you're weak between the knees and he beats the shit out of them that was perfect like jungle boy did exactly what he needed to do if he wanted to be taken seriously as a title contender to mjf he did it. Amen. Because he was the odd man out, according to a lot of experts—not me, but a lot of experts—that he was the weak link in that, or that Darby Allen was the highlight of that four pillars promo, or whatever.
2: Um, and I disagree. I think Darby Allen's the weak link.
0: Oh, I-, I thought Darby was annoying. I still can't take him seriously.
2: I think out of the four of these guys, the weak link in this four pillars promo is not just the promo, but in the whole situation is Darby. Absolutely. Um, I think Jungle Boy—you could control and keep you need him to be Sammy if somebody just tells Sammy which I think MJF is capable of doing if he just tells Sammy Sammy this is what dude do not escape from this that will be fine yeah Darby's the one I'd worry about fucking it up and I'm, I'm not saying that as a hater of Darby Allen even though I do think he should be boiled in oil
0: so and like a lot of the highlights of the promo was like you know he said you know MJF saying my job's a joke dude I barely sweat I barely wrestle I make fun of these idiots I hop on a private jet I head back to the most magical place in the world long island new york then he's like the only person you should be pissed off at is yourself telling jungle boy don't blame anybody else and he goes he mentioned marco stunted growth dino douche and christian cage good call and then i loved when jungle boy was like i wish i didn't care about these people i wish i was selfish i wish i didn't care about being the most narcissistic piece of shit in this entire place and if my road to the top of the mountain is more difficult than yours then so be it that's a baby face promo Mm-hmm. That was that is exactly what a baby face is supposed to say, and he delivered it perfectly. He like, did.
2: The, I did. I mean, I'm giving you that one. Yes, he did. Yes.
0: So Jungle Boy is turning shit around, and I like it. He's moving on from everything else. He's, you know, <laughs> this is the part where Jungle Boy is finally going to start being serious in the ring now. Be That's a Jungle it. Man. Be a Jungle Man. Yeah, I'm hoping now that this is it. No more silly shit. No more boy and his dinosaur. No man. Manager the size of a fucking fifth grader no legends to mooch off of him or leech onto him or be forced to sit in the background and pretend that the young guy is better than he is when he clearly can't draw more money those days are fucking over and on that note we're going to move on to the next match of the evening if we even want to call it that we, we have a six-man tag team action we've got Dalton Castle. Is that what we're calling this? Yes, Dalton Castle and the Boys versus the Blackpool Combat Club.
2: We're calling this an actual match. This was a squash. <laughs> They didn't even really get in the ring. Uh, side note, I hate Dalton Castle as this gimmick. He will forever to me be smooth sailing Ashley Remington.
0: Okay, well...
2: You're not familiar with that gimmick?
0: Uh, no, I'm not. Um, but... He was in
2: Chikara and he used to give people fruit baskets and he, yeah. he did like a Gilligan's Island Captain kind of suave gimmick.
0: Yes. Well, to me, I like Dalton Castle. He was one of the few things in Ring of Honor I actually enjoyed. Um, well... I, I I like the gimmick, and I like the way he can work, because he had a personality. Obviously, this He match- can
2: work, he does have a personality, I just hate the gimmick.
0: Yes, and of course, the Blackpool Combat Club just does a beatdown, and pretty much... And, I'm, and, I'm, and I got a pretty good idea on why they didn't even have a match. They probably had to shorten the time for everything else on the show, especially the match that followed that we're not even going to discuss, but um, overall, they talk about
2: I, I, the- have a, I have a pretty good idea of where they're going with this, if you don't...
0: Where do you think they're going let's, with this, detail?
2: Yeah. Oh, this is Blood and Guts. Uh, well, and, um... Well, here's the, the thing. Blackpool Combat Club. Well, we'll cut
0: to what Gator's referring to. Obviously, there was a IWGP United States Championship match. I didn't watch it. We're not going to talk about it because we don't acknowledge those. But we will talk about what happened afterwards. Basically, after this match is over, the Blackpool Combat Club beats down on Kenny Omega. And then, all of a sudden, they play Ryan Danielson's music, who we haven't seen since Revolution. He shows Correct. up, b- backs down everybody, basically telling them what are they doing, why are they acting... Acting like this, They're all kind of looking at him and then Brian Danielson goes over to Kenny and kind of helps him up and then they're talking. Then Kenny goes to knock somebody off the apron. Daniel Bryan sets up all of a sudden the running knee. They beat him down, put him in the label lock, cut off the circulation through his nose and basically <sighs> knock him out. And then the four of them stand tall as the Blackpool Combat Club is officially all one group again.
2: Yeah, this is blood and guts. We're about that time.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, I could definitely see that happening happening and here's the thing and i'm glad gators here because i want his take i want your take on this bro um here's the thing i enjoyed this post-match moment but as always there's always something that bothers me and this was it what i didn't like Was the fact that after Kenny knocked, uh, I think it was, I want to say Wheeler Useless, um, off the apron, they had Daniel Bryan like gearing up before he hit the running knee. And I didn't like the fact that there was a pause, because when you're going to do a heel turn or an attack... You don't want it to be obvious. What I think should have happened is it should have been one fluid movement. Kenny knocks the guy off the apron. Then he goes to turn. Boom, there's the knee. And if anything, they should have had a camera angle, do a close-up on Kenny. Then he turns around. Boom, hits the knee. It should be knockoff, knee, oh shit, Brian Danielson's a heel. Because if there's too much of a pause, then we clearly see a comment and it's like, oh, great. The heel turn should be fast.
2: It's quick. Here's the thing. You don't want to ever give your audience too much time to think because if you let them think, overthink. Yes, exactly. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. No, we're
0: analysts and we overthink. Imagine how awkward it would be for the fans.
2: Yes, but what I'm telling you is it does not come as a surprise. It does not hit as hard if you give people time to think.
0: Yes, and I felt like with this heel turn, they did. Aside from that, I liked everything that followed it, but I felt like it took too long.
2: If you give people time to think, they'll overthink. Remember that. Absolutely. And that goes for everything in the business, because even if you are with a young guy and he's not hitting on his instincts in the ring, if you give yourself time to think, you will overthink. Same thing with ring instincts. I've said this to my children. Yes, This is probably the biggest takeaway from this entire
1: thing.
0: Yes. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassidy defends the title against the Butcher.
2: What the fuck was this? (laughs) Um, No, what was this supposed to be? What was the story here? Because I got two conflicting stories. um, Underdog babyface who's supposed to be cool and has no friends. But then the best friends come and big brooding heel who gets beat all the time, who hasn't won a match in the month of Sundays. Yeah, pretty much. So how do you put over a guy that big as a monster when the motherfuckers never won a fucking match on the fucking television show? Why is he even in this situation? But then again, I don't know. Wrestling.
0: <laughs> yes, that's how much sense all this crap really made at the end of the day. Um I will give credit where it's do a little bit here orange cassidy is at least trying to somewhat show a little bit of his different side of him um like he's not putting his hands in his pockets as much he's still doing the fucking shin kicks but at least butcher attacked him when he did it and didn't just fucking stand there
2: i I hate the shin kick
0: i do too i hate the fact that people just stand especially at this point you should already know what's going on with this shit if after three years you're still sitting there while he's kicking you in the shin it makes you look like a fucking idiot I'm tired of people burying themselves to put this fucking goof over. Who doesn't deserve to be over. Amen. I'm just saying there's a reason why people shit on professional wrestling. And it's mostly because of people like Orange Cassidy. Amen. You know, when you if you have a friend who's not a wrestling fan, they say, why don't you like wrestling? He goes, I don't like that fake shit. And you go, hey, motherfucker, this isn't fake. Then Orange Cassidy comes on and TV then, and you got nothing to say.
2: Yeah. And then he makes you completely eat your words.
0: Exactly. So anyway, um, we see a backstage segment or a vignette or a video with Billy Gunn the acclaimed going out with jake hager Angela parker and matt menard they go around what was was
2: this why 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 was why was this this was a waste of time
0: basically they were they're still trying to convince the acclaimed to join the jericho appreciation society so they thought if they took them out to dinner showed them a nice time they could explain to them the benefits of being part of the jericho appreciation society because the acclaimed in their hearts are true sports entertainers. And the acclaimed said to let them know next <laughs> you Wednesday.
1: You got it. You got this.
0: Yeah. So basically next week on dynamite, we'll find out if the acclaimed is going to join the Jericho appreciation society or not.
2: We do know they're going to just say no. And then it's going to start something with whoever the fuck daddy dildo and cool hand motherfucking Luke or whatever. I don't know. That- I don't know. I don't even pay attention to it. I mean that guy's every time he says sports entertainer like that, it it's, It's like hearing the ghost of Jamie Dundee.
0: (laughs) Nah, Jamie Dundee don't sound like that.
2: No, but it's the same concept. Like, it makes my blood boil.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't catch Jamie Dundee being a part of anything like this. Yeah, because they don't know what kayfabe means. (laughs) Yeah, we know. We know, Jamie. Well,
2: there's that, and then he would have to work with a gentleman who is of the uh, gay persuasion, who's also a Niagara. (laughs) Right. And we know he's a Niagara because Jamie will probably call him a Niagara 16 times
0: hey at the end of the day all this hip-hop shit that was us they just taking our shit
2: it would make some great fucking television live on television i'm telling you jamie dundee on there calling somebody on niagara on live television and then the aftermath of all of the black folks trying to lynch that bastard
0: by the way jamie dundee would not say the word niagara he would say the (laughs) word that we use niagara for place of a different saying
2: it derogatory right now i'm saying it as jamie dundee would say that word
0: yes and then
2: the black folks would try to kill him (laughs) oh exactly with the hard r with the hard r
0: hard r yeah which ironically would not make daddy magic's nipples hard so anyway we cut to the backstage area and we got (laughs) i can't i'm
2: done i fucking hate you
0: so now we cut to the backstage area where we see the Guns, the tag team champions who said, FTR is one of the best tag teams, but it took them 19 years to get to this point. It took the Guns two years. The Guns said FTR used to be their heroes, but then they met them and now they hate them and no longer respect them. They said next week, the FTR tagline will actually ring true. Top guys
2: out. It wasn't a bad promo. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, they're still learning, so I'm not mad at them, but they're just not, I don't believe them as heels
0: here's the thing i didn't believe them as heels until i heard this promo like holy crap this is the best promo they ever cut it's great i thought it was very well done and they're doing a good job of making me believe that next week could be the last match in AEW for ftr yeah they set it up well Yeah. So I thought the guns have done a great job here. They were serious. There was no bullshit. We didn't have to worry about fans going ass boys, which I think has done more harm than good to their careers. I mean, I know Dan Housen likes to be funny with that shit, but Dan Housen really buried these guys without meaning to. We cut to the backstage area with Jay Cargill, who says that Taya Valkyrie is a huge problem in AEW. Well, that's because she can work and she's talented. They served her a cease and desist, but she ignored it when Taya used Jade's finisher on her lawyer. Mark Sterling said Taya broke his nose with the jaded. Sterling said he now has a legal processor and if Taya uses the jaded this Friday on Rampage, they will send the legal processor with an official court order and sue her.
2: The, uh, go ahead. You got a dog in this fight. I don't.
0: Yeah, this is fucking stupid. Um, there we go. This whole segment is ridiculous
2: and can I just add one thing? Go ahead. Jade Cargill's entire title reigned and affirmation And appearances on a show Is fucking stupid The fact that that big ugly no good fucking bitch Is even up there To me I mean every time she's up there I shudder Because it's like trying to watch a kid with down syndrome try to figure out how to fuck his girlfriend Yes It goes in one hole And then he ends up putting it in her eyeball Which is not necessarily completely terrible But you can't get off there Yeah,
0: Blind the bitch Blind the bitch Anyway, so Jay Cargill is 54-0, and 0, I think. I believe she's 54-0, last I checked. Of those 54 matches, only a small, minute, select few have actually been great matches. The rest of them have absolutely sucked and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know when they're going to pull the trigger with this, if they're going to drive this out to Double or Nothing, or if it's going to be on free TV. I still can't believe the FTR match is going to be on free TV. Still trying to process that shit. But regardless of when this happens... When they finally lock up for the TBS championship, Taya needs to walk out with that title. If she jobs to Jade Cargill, it will be one of many stupid decisions Tony Khan has made as a booker. Well... One of several.
2: Here's the thing. You booked yourself into a corner where Taya has to take it. Exactly. And then after she takes it, we set Jade Cargill's fucking ass on fire and get her to fuck away from professional wrestling. (laughs) Because I don't understand why they brought her in. Watching this woman wrestle is like trying to watch a kid with no legs kick a football. A <laughs> little nub might be kicking, but he ain't going to get it no fucking where.
0: So, Juice Robinson said he is fighting Action Andretti this Friday on Rampage. He has his sights set on Ricky Starks and will take out his aggression <laughs> on Andretti. That's cool. Again, why is this I, a thing?
2: I can't get behind Juice Robinson just yet. I haven't seen anything to be like oh god this guy's so good while all the Japanese fans are jacking off so anyway. Yes
0: exactly that's really what this is about the Japanese fans jacking off and I don't know what they're trying to do like I can understand if this was the month of June and you brought in Juice Robinson because obviously at the end of June that's when they're doing the next forbidden door with AEW New Japan it's gonna be the end of June. I know what you're thinking and the answer is yes we are recapping that as well we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening here and we got Willow nightingale goes one-on-one against ruby soho
2: this was fucking terrible whose idea was it to put willow out here i understand that she they had to do something with her and ruby soho but jesus christ This is, God, Ruby tried to lead her around, and Ruby doesn't quite know exactly what she's doing either. It was the blind leading the blind. It was fucking terrible. Disgrace my goddamn business. Please,
0: there's there's worse offenses committed.
2: There has been worse offenses committed, but everybody keeps telling me, oh, women's wrestling's great. AW has a decent women's roster. Just, you gotta take time with it. It takes time. You gotta get used to it. Fuck you too. All of y'all deserve to have your fucking testicles ripped off you all deserve to have your fucking nipples ripped off by a badger
0: wait wait whoa 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 who the hell is saying all this shit about the women's division i cannot say a name currently wait somebody actually said it takes time
2: yes this is a a member of the wrestling community and i'm going to not say his name for he is a worker and he still has to work
0: Okay, but you actually heard that. Those exact words.
2: It come right out of his mouth, and and then I took a swing on him.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I hope that motherfucker's listening, because now I got some shit to say. Oh, God. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I got some things to say about this match, good and bad. But before I do, I need to hope this guy's tuning in, because I need to humble this man for a second. Hang Uh, on a
2: second. Hang on a second. I'm going to the fridge to get a piece of Kobe Jack cheese.
0: Yes. Yes. Now, let me just make this very clear to everybody out there, to anybody that says it takes time. Ladies and gentlemen of the Boochcast Nation.
2: He's a veteran.
0: He is, and I hope he's listening. Ladies and gentlemen of the Boochcast Nation, it is March 29th, 2023, 1130 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, at the time that I am sitting here in front of this microphone. AEW has been in existence since 2019 October of 2019 they debuted on television they had pay-per-views leading up to their tv debut this October will mark four years this company has been on prime time television if the women's division is still the shitty almost four years later guess what it's officially the fucking shitty and guess what despite the fact that there are some not a lot but some talented women on this roster, we've seen them, we've witnessed them, we've all watched them together. Right. The women's division has been the weakest link of AEW since its inception. For a period of time, the tag team division was their bread and butter. They had the best tag team division in all of wrestling for a period of time. They did. Give credit words do due. But their women's division was always their weakest link. Because there were women that weren't believable, and there were women who did not know how to work. Because the majority of them are, as a certain um, analyst so eloquently put it, Kenny's geisha girls. One isn't even a girl, but lives in a make-believe world where she is one.
2: Right, right, right. Ask, Ask Dax.
0: Yes, it's, it's so blatantly obvious my nephew at five years old pointed it out on TV and he doesn't even watch or follow the product. The women's division has always sucked. There was a period of time where it looked like it was going to get better and then it didn't. Then they started finding actual talent to come in and elevate this division and fix this broken division but the women who've been here since day one and have sucked the gay out of Liberace's anus since day one Jesus Christ. continue to get pissed off over new talent coming in because they expose the fact that these homegrown women who built this company and you can't see the air quotes but that's what I'm fucking doing here suck this is what people don't understand they act like oh they built this company from the ground up they had nowhere else to go because Because WWE would not sign them. Because WWE, contrary to popular belief, is only interested in signing people that have potential to draw money. And if there's one thing we've learned about the AEW originals, is that with the exception of the man with the triple B, none of them want to draw money. In fact, let me put it this way. A long time ago, on Dark Side of the Ring, there was an episode about The Ultimate Warrior. The and field. On there, Jake Roberts told a story about he was going to have the big rivalry championship run with the Warrior. But he had to go get the okay from him beforehand. So Jake went to his dressing room. And Ultra Warrior said, I don't care about you. I don't care about your family. I don't even care about wrestling. I just want to do my shit. Now, there was other things he said after that about don't miss a show because you're messing with my money. If you mess with my money, I'm going to get you. End of story. Get out. And told him to get out of the locker room. And Jake had to turn and walk away and swallow his pride even though he wanted to punch him in the face. That being said, th- there was one part part of that quote from The Warrior that, to me, accurately sums up the homegrown talent of AEW. They don't care about wrestling. They just want to do their shit. Mm? I can't think of a more blanket phrase to make about the homegrown talent of AEW. That's why it's so hard, if you're a true wrestling fan, to boo the outcasts. Because there's nothing that they're saying that isn't true. When the heels are firing truth missiles, it's hard to boo them. Now, it's easy for the marks because they're drinking the Kool-Aid and smoking the hopium and living in a large a massive amount of denial. But to actual wrestling fans who hate the fact that they treat this like a joke... We see no flaws in any of the outcast promos. So this veteran who wants to say we got to give these people more time, well, tick-tock, tick-tock, we've given them plenty of time, and they still haven't produced. So how much more time do we want them to give? How many more TikToks do we have to put on the clock before we realize this is
2: a fucking problem? I got it. I uh, got it. I got it. I got it. God damn it. <sighs> We're going to get letters. Yes, we are. (laughs) Side note, May 27th and 28th. If you're in the Ahoski, North Carolina area, come see your boy, Gator Ricky Ross, as I record my special, We're Going to Get Letters.
0: Yes. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that as we get closer to the date. But um, anyway, I know I got on this long rant, but the point I want to make is, that being said with the women's division, I will say I thought this match was decent. I didn't think it sucked. I didn't think it was amazing. But I felt like, for the most part, it was a decent match. Although, obviously, Willow Nightingale clearly needs a lot of work. Um, But this is she the best be, match she's she had. Would
2: be be- she would be so much better if somebody would take the time and sit her down or put her Ordering the show that was made for her, which was Dark. That's where I would be getting these green people their experience.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's wrestled on Dark plenty of times. It's just that right now, they (laughs) need her
2: for this feud. She probably has. But she needs to be... See, I would be using Dark as a teaching experience of use the hard cam how to wrestle on and you you build up your green people there before you bring them on tv She's not ready to be on tv she shouldn't be on tv she's a good year from being ready to be on tv
0: yes and on that note we're going to move on to the main event of the evening because clearly i'm not going to get to finish talking about that match we got adam cole versus daniel garcia
2: it wasn't bad i mean it did what it needed to do cole's back Um, they handed that a little thing with Jericho at the end. So there's that. Um, I like the story of this. Daniel was going after the neck and the head. That works.
0: Yeah. The fans were chanting, you're a wrestler, which is hilarious because they're trying to play against the fact that Daniel Garcia prides himself on being a sports. Entertainer. So, of course, this was a great match because, like I said, both these guys know how to work very well. And obviously, Adam Cole cementing the fact that he is back in the ring, uh, which was amazing. It was exciting. Of course, after the match, Britt Baker (laughs) comes out to celebrate, which actually makes sense because she's a fucking babyface now. Because he used to always annoy me when she would come out and celebrate with him as a heel when he was babyface. Like, look, I get it. Y'all are together. But a heel should not be celebrating with a babyface.
2: Agreed. No matter what gender they are.
0: Yeah. Or no matter what, if you're in a relationship, I don't give a fuck.
2: Side note, did you see the bots that they covered up? No, what happened? The first attempt at a Panama sunrise? Yes. The Off the rope Canadian destroyer? Yes. Um... The first attempt, they fucked it up uh, because Garcia didn't get his leg all the way around. So they fucked it up, and then they went back and did some more shit, covered it up, and they covered it up well on commentary, and then they were finally able to do it as the finish. Okay. But I think they were trying to go home a few minutes earlier, and they they covered it up well.
0: Yeah, but I didn't catch that, but I'm glad you did. Uh, I was multitasking during some of these matches, so uh, some some shit I caught, some shit I didn't catch. Because you're the boot. Yeah. And I'm always on the move. Now, of course, after this match, um, Jericho makes his way to the ring, pulls Garcia to the floor, and look to look over at Adam Cole. He never confronts him, but he's kind of looking at him. And some people, and some people are looking at this as you know, s- is this going to be a match between Jericho and Cole? And if this is going to be something where Jericho's leeching on to Adam Cole and trying to stay relevant and all that shit.
2: Yep, sounds about right.
0: Yeah. I mean, some people can interpret it that way. I look at it like this. Chris Jericho's still a name. And if Adam Cole can get a victory over Jericho, it can somewhat mean something. I say somewhat well, because I'm
2: fine with that. As long as as long as we keep Adam Cole away from the trampoline children, he can actually work.
0: Yes. And I think this go around he probably is because I because obviously Bobby Fish is in impact, I think, unless he got let
2: go. And I have no yeah, idea and Kyle O'Reilly's coming back.
0: Oh boy. I don't like that. I don't like that at all.
2: What did O'Reilly's coming back? Yeah.
0: Somehow I've got a very bad feeling.
2: Well, we all do. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Provided they don't do any stupid. As long as they don't do any stupid like trampoline shit. But I look. But if it's just him and Kyle O'Reilly, assuming Adam Cole goes for the tag titles, they might reform Future Shock. Well, there you go. Because that was their that was their tag team name and and uh you know. Ring of uh, Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. And obviously Kyle O'Reilly also worked with Bobby Fish. That's what made them perfect as the Undisputed Era. that's why they fit in so well when they all came in together because Adam Cole was the common no Kyle O'Reilly was the common thread between all three of them because he teamed with both guys and that ladies and gentlemen will wrap up this recap of AEW Gator as always I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the next one
2: yes I'm the Gator and I'll see you later bye children
0: All right, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast we're on Anchor Spotify Google Podcast and iHeartRadio pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Be on the lookout for our latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment. We will be giving our predictions for Wrestlemania 39. That's right. I believe Desmond Dagenhart will be a special guest on the Male Soap Opera Moment to join us. So uh, make sure you guys tune in. Find out our predictions for Wrestlemania. That'll be on the BoochCast Facebook page. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Um, the special treat uh, for WrestleMania 39 will be available on the Twitter page uh, both nights. We'll have it up there an hour before the show so check that out there on the Twitter page. And of course you can visit our YouTube channel check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Of course you can check out our latest episode of Boochcast Views Dark Side of the 90s. We have Black Sitcom's Last Laugh which is going to drop at 2pm today on the Boochcast YouTube channel check it out. You will enjoy it. And of course make sure you follow us on Twitch go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch parties will be Saturday April 1st and Sunday April 2nd for Wrestlemania 39 that's right. Join us for this big event. The biggest event in wrestling history. We'll be streaming both nights of Wrestlemania and of course we have a stat card for this event. We have matches now confirmed for night one of Wrestlemania we have Austin Theory defending the United States Championship against John Cena. That will be the opening match. We have Seth Rollins going one-on-one against Logan Paul. In a six-woman tag match, we have Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus damage control. We also have Brock Lesnar going one-on-one with Omas. Bianca Belair will defend the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. And in the main event, we have Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's title against the Royal Rumble winner, Rhea Ripley. And of course, on night two of WrestleMania, confirmed, we have Roman Reigns defending the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against this year's Men's Royal Rumble winner, Cody Rhodes. And of course. In addition to that, we have but not confirmed for any of the other nights, but still on the list. We have for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, Gunter defends the title against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in a triple threat match. Also, in a Hell in a Cell match, we have Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. We have a Women's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Match with Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Also, we have a Men's WrestleMania showcase fatal four-way tag match with Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders with Valhalla and of course we have a match for the undisputed WWE tag team titles the Usos defend against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and in a father versus son match Rey Mysterio goes one on one against Dominic Mysterio so join us live on twitch.tv slash theboochcast for these two big events Saturday, April 1st, Sunday, April 2nd, 8 p.m. live. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. And you can also support the Boochcast podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription and a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than the peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere $9.99 $10 per month same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States ever since the peacock got nowhere to put that $9.99 so $10.99 bring it over here we got better content in the network and unlike Oli Wrestling we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You the option to pay with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're to be paid for their hard work, podcast.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the bootcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, We use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby.
1: Well, I see by the clock on a wall. That it's time to bid you, one and all, goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, be good, be good. stay well, bye-bye, keep warm, relax, and take care, stay loose, adieu, volvia, a la prochaine. and goodbye till when we meet again.